Hello and welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast, episode 10. Today is going to be a very special podcast and it's going to be very different from previous podcasts. Today is going to be a podcast recorded for and dedicated to a specific person. His uh, name will be changed and uh, the country that he's from or the city that he's from will be changed as well. The reason why we're doing this is we just got off the call with, with a man who's been through He's been through the ringer, so to say, during the call. Um, both, both me and Andrew, uh, honestly, we, we basically broke down and <laughs> we started to cry. And it's uh, it's been a whirlwind of a day. And at the end of the call, despite this man not having basically a cent to his name, he just decided that he doesn't know how, but he will make it happen in any way. Somehow he will get money he will come to sql he, he will do this and in return we have promised that we are we, we are going to change his life one thing we're going to do we have never done this before i don't think we will do it again but we are recording a special episode just for him um it's still going to be extremely valuable for everyone listening but this is a very special episode and uh, yeah you know who you are and we know you're listening so yeah, thank you for the call today, man, and let's get into it. My name is Pierre de Sosa, and I am here with Andrew Mioff. Definitely. Today was one of the most humbling calls that I have done in my entire life. And it wasn't like we both broke down and cried because live on call while on call like we were speechless both of us like and he's like what's up guys and i go i can't talk because his story he's we're going to give him the name of mark and we're going to say he lives in australia just for this story and he's given us permission to give his story with a changed name and stuff like that but we know a lot of the men listening to this will be able to relate and we want this to be for the younger men as well, because we don't want you to be in the same position that he is when he's 35 years old. We don't want you to be the person where you're calling us up saying, I'm having so many problems in the bedroom. I can't satisfy my woman. I'm really, really sure that she cheated on me. We've got kids. I'm living in the basement. And literally, we have sex every three to five months. And when we do have sex, what happens is I don't last long. I feel like shit. And I feel demoralized. I feel... I don't feel like a man. It was so tough hearing this because he's not the only man out there going through this stuff. And this was a man who was raised by his mother with an alcoholic father. And he 
didn't have any strong male role models in his life. He didn't have someone helping him. He didn't have someone guiding him and showing him what was right, what was wrong, how to step up, how to set boundaries, how to assert himself. He didn't have any of this. And he was such an amazing human being. Having two kids, two young kids, and he's like, I'm doing this so I can be the best father I can be. I'm doing this to change my life because I don't want the next 30 years of my life, 35 years of my life to be the same. So Andrew and Pierre, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there and I will see you soon. I said to this guy, like, I will do whatever it takes to change your life and get this sorted for you so you don't have to ever go through this pain again. And I get it. If you're a guy with premature ejaculation, I understand the pain, the misery, the shame, the guilt, not feeling like a man, not feeling that you're good enough, feeling like you're a worthless piece of shit and thinking, will my life always be like this? And I want to say this really clearly to everyone listening to this. And Mark, you are not fucked up. This is something that can change if you are all in and we want to do this for you. We're going to do this for you, Mark, and we're going to do this for every single man who comes on the retreat. Your life will never, ever be the same again because you deserve to be treated with respect, have the life you've always wanted, have the woman you've always wanted, and have the experiences you've always wanted in your life. And he was such a nice guy. You can just you can just picture a guy full of love. He goes, the typical nice guy, I'm gonna give everything to this woman. I'm gonna give her everything. And he did. And this man even had the humility to say, you know what? I wasn't always perfect. I wasn't always perfect. I fucked up in the marriage. But when she cheated on me. She absolutely fucking destroyed me. She destroyed who I am. The mother of my children cheating on me. And I never saw it. I never saw it coming. This is what gets me out of bed in the morning. To help men like this. And if you can relate to this story... And we're going to go into depth about it. I'm going to give some, give some insights about what we can do moving forward. Please reach out to Pierre and myself. And if you're a young guy listening to this, we want you. Because we don't want you to go through the same thing that Mark went through. We don't want you to go through the same trauma. We don't want you to go through the same fucked up experiences because you were trying to be nice because you didn't have any male role models. We want to help you. And through these podcasts, through this movement that we're doing, we want to change the way that you see yourself, the women around you, and the way that you have self-respect and you have your own self-love.
what's what's struck me the most about this entire call that we had with, with Mark was that as as we were diving more and more into his marriage and um, what she had done and how she was treating him after getting caught doing absolutely despicable things she and her still being able to make him out to be the bad guy him potentially losing the custody of his children him going broke and him just being destroyed on every single level and being psychologically and emotionally abused despite all of this he kept bringing up things like hey guys i just don't i don't want to make her out to be a horrible person or anything she's still an amazing mother to her children and i don't want to sound disrespectful to women and i don't and and him sitting there and worrying about painting her in a bad picture after everything that, that she has done and after 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 the call me, me and Andrew, we, we, we went out and we, we grabbed a bite to eat and halfway on the way to, to the actual restaurant, I, I just, I just, I, I couldn't really walk even. I was so fucked up emotionally from this because I couldn't stop thinking about how different this guy's life would have been if we would have got to him earlier, or if somebody else would have got to him earlier, or if he would have had a fucking father who would have got to him earlier, but he was just left to his own devices. His fucking dad just basically fucked off and he didn't have any male teachers and nothing, no one to give him guidance, no one to show him how to set a boundary, no one to help him point out, here's a red flag, she's being manipulative, she's being controlling, she is probably even cheating, nothing. He just got completely fucking blindsided because he was alone. And I really, really, really know what it's like to be alone. And, and not have any role models, not have any guidance. Because my dad wasn't interested in being a role model and no other males around me was either really. And I am so fucking pissed off that I wasted so many years after I had learned how to create my own kingdom. I developed boundaries, learned how to assert myself, learned how to meet women, I learned how to keep women, I learned how to satisfy women, I learned how to feel good about myself, I learned so many things, how to make friends, how to network, how to make money. I learned so many different skills 
And for years, the only fucking thing that I was teaching and helping other guys with was basically how to get laid. And ever since this call, I, I just can't get it out of my head how fucking angry I feel with myself. So, first of all, I would actually like to apologize to anyone who has needed my help on a deeper level being such a fucking dumb cunt and focusing on this useless, meaningless shit that I have. And second of all, and this comes for both me and Andrew, is that we are more than 100% committed to helping any man out there who is struggling with these things you don't know how to satisfy a woman if you don't know how to set boundaries if you don't know how to act like a man so that she will actually admire you and love you and stay with you and be loyal to you we will help you and i'll end up going on a rant if i keep going so i think for now let's just go into a little bit about his backstory and then we'll give Mark a little bit of perspective. And for anybody listening, obviously, this goes for you as well. This is just a little bit of specific advice to one of the <laughs> most kind-hearted men I, have, I think I've ever spoken to, to be honest. Who just got absolutely fucked over. But you're not fucked up. You just got fucked over. And we're gonna help you. We're gonna fix this, man. Yeah. A little bit of his backstory. Let's go through that. So he was in a marriage and still is. We'll just we're gonna change a few of the figures around which he said we could. What we'll do? He was in a marriage for about seventeen years, and he got cheated on, and his his partner took about 2,000 photos or so of herself and was allegedly sending them around. And he found these and he never got sent one of these photos. And he started to develop, and you might be able to relate to this if you've had premature ejaculation. He only started to get premature ejaculation through the stress of the marriage, through the stress of everything going on in his life with this person. So he got the stress in the bedroom. And the thing is, he'd give the analogies like, I'm so giving. He'd like, I'd go down on the woman. I'd do everything she'd want. And then the thing is, I'd be like, you're so excited going down on it. Like, it'd be like that first time in three months. Like, this fucking annoyed me. Like, First time in three months, this guy is a giving, loving, humble, genuine guy. And he's like, I'm, I'm just like, want to go down on it, I want to please her. Then all of a sudden he's like, dude, I haven't got a blowjob in nearly five to seven to ten years. Actually, it was about five to seven years. Like, he hasn't had that sick, like, I couldn't comprehend it. And he goes, I haven't had this. And then every time we do get to the bedroom, it's kind of like if the wind blows in the right way and if it's, if it's a full moon, he's like, oh, if it's, if it's the right time, if it's the right time, like the stars align, then it happens. And then when it does happen, I go down on her, she doesn't go down on me. And then when we do have sex, 
what happens is I last anywhere between two to four minutes and it's all over and I feel so dissatisfied and so she and I can see the look of shame, the look of guilt and the look of frustration that's in her face. And it's like she looked at me with such disgust and you can obviously imagine how that made him feel. He was absolutely fucking devastating. He goes, I don't feel like a man. I don't feel like I'm worthy of this person. And he goes, this really led me to believe a lot about my performance and how I actually connected with women. Not to mention there's so many other things. So he believes that a big reason that she might have gone the other way and cheated is because he did not know how to satisfy in the bedroom. And he openly admits, I did not know what I was doing. It was so painful to hear this man's vulnerability. And in talking about the vulnerability, growing up myself, it wasn't as bad as Pierre, but at one point in my life, a really, a really pivotal point, it was like when my parents actually broke up and I think it was about 11 years old. And when I was 11 years old, that's probably a shit time for that to happen because you're not old enough to understand what's happening, but you're old enough to know what's going on. And when that happened, it causes a lot of confusion. It causes a lot of confusion about what's going on. Does mum and dad love each other? Why are, they, why are they doing this? I want to... It was like so much fucked up shit. And then it's like, who is my male role? Who is my male role models? The thing is, I had a stepdad. He stepped in. He was a great guy. But when it's like those really, really strong male role models... Like he was a fantastic guy, really was. But my actual real dad, I didn't end up talking to him for like five years as well. I had a lot of like, my mum would always push me to have male role models in school, like have the teachers. But the thing is, I went to like a really, I'll just say for this podcast, like a really religious school, not obviously going to say the name, and the teachers were fucking pussies. And trying to get brought up by these male role models, it's like, Jesus Christ. How are you going to be a man to step up and stand up for who you are and what you believe in? How are you going to be a man who goes for what he wants? How are you going to be a man who actually can um, really step into the person who he is? I invested so much fucking time, so much effort to be the man I am today. When everyone was going the other way and going, Andrew, you're fucking crazy. What is wrong with you? Just do the normal thing. Be the carpenter. Stay at that normal job, which is fine if you are a carpenter. Listen to this. But uh, for me, I just go, there's something bigger in me calling me to do bigger things in this world. Andrew, what's wrong? Just stay. Just stay in your um, small hometown. And all you have to do is just be a carpenter, make money, and do that. you got girls who want you. You could do this. you could, you got girls... You got um, um, you got girls, you got work, you got all this stuff. I said, fuck that. I'm going to keep chasing and I'm going to keep doing the path of most resistance. And then you know what? When motherfuckers go, like they look at where we are now, like making this movement, changing lives, selling out um, five retreats in a row now and like changing lives of men significantly like the guy, Mark, who I can't wait to have you on the retreat and change your fucking life for good so this never happens again. And people go to me, Andrew, you're fucking lucky, man. You're fucking lucky. You know what I tell them? I tell them to get fucked. Because where were you when I'm making those really tough decisions? Those really, really tough decisions when everyone's like, oh, I'll choose the easy route. Like, the worst part about this, 
Like you might be in this position, if you're listening to this, you might be, hey, you know what, life's pretty good. I've got, I got a girl, I'm doing my job. The thing is, I don't want you to be good, I wanna be fucking great. And that's why we bring on guys who are all in, who are committed, who wanna be fucking great. Who aren't willing to spend the rest of their life going through the same bullshit, dog shit experiences that Mark had. So then you get trodden on, you get spat on, and you basically, basically get emasculated and you get the, the chance of the fucking most amazing things taken away from you, your kids, your family, and who you are as a person. But the kids, that was the real clencher. I started choking up and crying because I go, fuck. And that's why I didn't even give Mark a choice. I go, you are fucking coming on this retreat and I'm going to help you because we um, have a secret alumni group for a whole year because I have to change your life. It's not an option for me, I have to do it. And he goes, man, I'm all in. I don't give a fuck what it takes. And that's why we do what we do because we don't want to see men suffer. We don't want to see them go through the same route. We don't want to see them go down the same path. And because if he knew how to set boundaries, if he knew how to assert himself, if he knew how to be a masculine leader, if he knew what to do in the bedroom. If he knew he could say no and it's gonna be okay and she's actually gonna have more respect. If, if he knew when to call her out on her fucking bitch behavior when she's being a cunt, then it would be okay. And the thing is, I can't say this to women. Yes, if a woman's being a bitch, call her out on her behavior. I'm not saying it doing it unwarrantedly, but if she's being a bitch, call her out and say something and that comes from a place of love because i'm sick of seeing good men getting trodden on and getting treated like shit and of course not knowing what to do in the bedroom and then all those times being told not tonight honey no we're not doing it now and then basically going here's a little fucking treat you can now have some sex and then all of a sudden he's so nervous and not knowing what to do and then when he does try and do his best to give this woman experiences. He comes too quickly because he's so anxious and she's just looking at him like a piece of shit, which is absolutely disgusting. Am I saying all women are like this? Absolutely not. But I know there's a lot of men suffering in silence. And if that is you, please reach out. You don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to be in this position ever fucking again. Pierre and I have dedicated our whole lives, 23 years of collective experience. We haven't done pretty much anything else, but be obsessed about masculinity and understanding how sexuality works and how to be a man and step the fuck up and go for what you want and not have anyone treat you with disrespect. Especially if you're in a loving relationship. We want you to have loving relationships. We want you to have the woman of your dreams respect you and look at you with love. And this didn't happen for Mark. Mark's like, I still don't know what happened. And Mark, I want to say, you did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong at all. And we are going to change your life. We're going to show you the ropes. And yes, it's going to be tough. But we have paved a proven path to make this happen so you don't have to go through any more suffering that's unnecessary. Do you have anything to say? No, I do not. With, with his story, 
as I said, if you can relate to this, because it's not uncommon. And for the younger guys as well, I want to say, this is your chance to really step up. If you know when you're younger, you didn't get a lot of um, male role models, or you really saw straight up that your dad might have been a pussy, that he might have not had any balls, that he was a guy who you just know he literally did not know how to... When I say a pussy as well, I don't mean someone who's like, oh, strong and stoic and they can just have no emotions. No, I mean like the nice guy with boundaries. I mean the guy you were loving, caring, genuine, nice, open, compassionate, caring, um, emotional, be willing to cry. We were bawling our fucking eyes out. That's the truth. I had to hold back from fucking like... I, I, I was talking to this guy, Mark. I'm like, Mark, he's like, what's wrong? I go, I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't hold back the tears. And that's the difference. The thing is, because I'm expressing, we're not, as Pierre would say, emotionally constipated. That's the thing. So you're having all these beautiful things, showing genuine empathy, showing that care, that compassion, such a beautiful aspect which he showed. But the things which he missed were showing that boundaries, showing how to be assertive, showing how to step the fuck up, saying no. And when when she was being a bitch, calling it out. And that's what I've said before, but so, so important. Being a man of purpose. And Mark actually asked us, Andrew Pierre, what is a book that I can read? So if you've got a pen and paper and you want to write down a book, a really good book to get will be David Data. David Data, Way of the Superior Man. That was one of the first books that I read on my journey into becoming the guy who I am, the man who I am today. Teaches you a lot about purpose, masculinity, getting shit done, and basically not fucking around. And also gives you like a really spiritual and spiritual edge, whatever that may mean to you. The next books that we recommended was No More Mr. Nice Guy. Now that sounds cliche, but it really, again, goes through the patterns of what happened when you were a nice guy and basically gives you more, um, some epiphanies about, about that. So definitely check those books out because this is why we're here. We don't want to see men go through this same struggles and the same fears because what will happen is not pretty on the other side. And for the young guys listening to this, some guys are like, nah, fuck it, I just want to go out and bang hoes. Dude, that's fucking cool. You know what? I did this when I was young. It's fun. It's good where you're at. But you know what? You do grow the fuck up. I had to grow the fuck up a lot. I was an immature little boy. I was going out there just fucking chicks and looking at people and going, hey, like me, I want some validation. And then I ended up coaching this shit. And the reason that um, I got like fucking good at this because I was just obsessed about it because I wanted a bit of validation. It's hard to admit this, but if you if we want you guys to be true, we want to start being truthful with you and start putting it on the line because you know what a true leader does? He goes first, he takes charge, and he does things that are sometimes hard. It's better for the tribe and it's going to put him in uncomfortable situations, but you're willing to fucking take charge. You're not willing to take no for an answer. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it. You don't back down. You make shit happen. And the thing is, I judge a man on not by his words. I judge a man on his actions and what he does. And the thing is, I feel so bad for seeing seeing what Mark went through. But you know what? There's a lesson. There's a massive lesson in this. And you can you have either two choices with this. You can either go, Mark, you can go, I know you've made the decision. You're like, you know, I'm all in and that's what I fucking love. But if you're a man listening to this, you go, and you're in a similar position, you go, you know what? I'm going to stay in that position and I'm not going to do anything about it. But you know, or, or you can go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do something. I'm going to change. For drastic change to happen, drastic things have to happen. 
And when this happens, that's when you're gonna see significantly massive changes in your life, in your financial life, in your, in your business life, in your relationship life, in your sex life. But the thing is, even on the retreats, what we fucking do, we push you to blood, sweat, and tears because it is intense emotional work because we want you to show that kind and compassionate side who you are, but never ever forget when someone steps over your boundaries and someone puts you out of your place. And Mark, when that, when your ex-wife or your wife, because you're currently living in the basement, says something that you don't like, you've got to make it abundantly clear. But I know it's hard as well for where you're at because your woman can use your kids against you as pawns in this, this fucking really fucked up chess game that could potentially be happening. And I'm really sorry to hear that. But if you're a single man and you're looking for this um, partner and you think you're gonna wait to potentially do SQL in the future or come meet us or come have a chat with us, basically you fucked up. You do this now before you find that person, before you're in Mark's position and it's a lot harder to get out of. But we're gonna get him there and I can't wait to see him at the end of this year and absolutely shake up his reality. I said to him, I want to pull you through this screen right now, get you in front of us and slap you around to make this shit happen because your life does not have to be like this. And the thing is, I told him and Pierre told him, you will never taught this shit. You will never taught about how to step the fuck up. No one ever showed you what to do. No one ever showed you a roadmap. He's like, oh, I stuffed up. How can you stuff up if you never knew what to do? You were never taught this at school. You were never taught this from your um, family. And chances are, you, you were never taught this from your dad. And big chance again, the guys that we talk to, you're either like, your dad was a pussy, or your dad was more abusive, or if he was loving and caring, he might not have shown you the way of actually how to assert himself and step up. The thing is, I never learned this from my parents. I had to go out there and seek mentors and go through a lot of trials and tribulations. Go out there, get my heart broken, get go out there. I broke my own heart, which was absolutely so painful. But you know what? It's nothing in comparison to losing a woman who's the mother of your children, who cheated on you, and now moving forward, he didn't even know if you're satisfying her right, and he felt all this despair, and he had nowhere to turn to. And he said explicitly, thank you so much. I've been looking for you guys for six months. I've been looking for something like this for a very, very fucking long time. And I haven't been able to find it. He goes, because there's a lot of bullshit out there online, but he goes, I just feel like you guys are real raw and straight to the point. And that's where I hope you guys see us as. We don't want to fuck around. We don't want to beat around the bush. Pierre and I have beaten around the bush out too much of our own lives. And it's time to get really real and have some deep and really much needed conversations. And we... I don't even want to do this. I don't want to go down the whole, if you if you know about the movement about Red Pill and MGTOW and all this, I don't want to go down that fucking route and fucking swear off women because I know there's, a, there's guys in that community who do swear off women. Fuck that. I want to teach you about healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, and being the man that she's always wanted you to be and be the best fuck that she's ever had. And that's a guarantee that Pierre and I really put on the table for you guys because we are sick of seeing men suffer in silence, not knowing where to turn to and not knowing what to do. And Mark, we pledge to make this happen and it is only a matter of time before your life is going to be flipped around 180 degrees. And I promise you, mate, mate, coming from Australia, this is going to be the toughest three days of your life, but it's going to be the most rewarding three days of your life.
And as I said, for you and your family, I can't wait to have you there. <clears throat> One thing that people listening to this should hear as well is that these, these three days are, are going to be so painful and so difficult for, um, for Mark. But the, and the reason for this is that, like what Andrew was touching on before, the reason me and Andrew don't have these problems anymore, and we haven't had these problems in years and years and years, is because for myself, it started 12 years ago, for Andrew 11 years ago. What happened was that every single time we had a choice, you could make easy choice, roll the ball downhill, or you could make the hard choice and roll the ball uphill. We went uphill every single time. Stay at a safe job or move to another continent where you don't know a single person without a dollar in your pocket. I did that. I went from Sweden to America and it turned out that the person who was flying me over had become basically drug addict and I basically became homeless in New York without being in touch with anyone in my family, not having any friends who can bail me out. So I had a couple of days to make money or else I would be homeless overseas without insurance or anything. When it came to staying with a woman that you love, but knowing that you're not actually staying true to your purpose, you have two choices. When it comes to standing up for yourself or letting people pick on you, risking looking a little bit petty, you know, we have these situations every single day, small ones and big ones. Every time you make the hard decision, it's a little bit fucking painful. But the thing is this, every time you avoid the little painful thing, every single time that bill builds up, it's like a credit card. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you get interest on interest on interest. And eventually one day you will face the fucking music. And the day you do that, you will face every single time that you avoided that pain, whether it was small or big, all of them will culminate to one big moment or weekend or month or short phase of your life where you will have to go through all that pain at once in order to make up for every single time you took the easy way. And this is why I am so fucking pissed off because this is not Mark's fault. Mm. He could set a boundary with his wife. He thought he was doing the right thing by not having that seemingly petty argument. He thought he was doing the right thing every time he let something slide. He thought he was being a nice... He was being led 
to fucking hell without knowing it. And that's why we do this shit so that you guys at home can understand where the fuck you're going when you're not being true to who you are. Because one day that bill will come. And if that bill gets too big, you won't have the mental fortitude to deal with it. You will bury your hand in the your head in the sand and you will pretend that everything is okay when it's not. And you will live forever for the rest of your life knowing deep down that you're not being true to you. And that will keep eating away at your soul. And even if other people may like you, your own soul will fucking disdain you. And guess fucking what? If your soul disdains you, guess what your fucking woman will do? She's going to lie to you. She's going to manipulate you. She's going to leave you. She might cheat on you. Not all women do that in that situation. But if you don't have the balls to take the hard, tough, painful choices in life, she will lose respect for you. And you need to learn how to do this. Don't wait until you are... Don't wait until it's too late. We need to get to you before... It gets so big that you're gonna go through a fucking trauma to get help. Because once this gets going, it's a snowball effect. And guess fucking what on top of all this? Mark's wife, we could read between the lines. I'm gonna say it outright, but we could see. She's convinced him that he's not a great dad. Which we saw, because we saw him interact briefly with them, and we heard him talk about them. He's an incredible father who loves them so dearly and wants nothing more than to be a good man who sets a great precedence for his daughters of what they should look for in a man. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. Get this sorted, man. Not to mention, when he found out that she was potentially cheating, when he said potentially, he didn't know, but he goes, she was at least emotionally cheating. And in my eyes, emotionally cheating is just as bad, if not worse. Because you know what? Sometimes just a physical act, okay, that's done. But when you're emotionally engaging with someone else, that's really fucked up. I'm not going to go too much into that. But he told us that he had to take three months off his job because he was so fucked up psychologically because it just came out of nowhere. And that, he goes, I lost so much money in that meantime. Not to mention the divorce that's coming up. He has zero dollars in the bank and his bank is linked. Listen to this control as well. He's, all the money that goes into his bank account from his job. So Mark is a carpenter. All the money that goes in from, um, from his job goes into his bank account 
that's a joint account with his partner. And all the money that she gets from her job goes into her separate account. The level of control that happened to him over time was like he goes, and the thing is, you might be in the same position. How can I see this coming? He's like, I do not see, if you love someone, you just don't see this coming and you just give it all. Remember, this is not the fucking movies. Hollywood and all this other fucking romantic fucking Disney sold you the thing. He even said the words, happily ever after. Now, you might be with a partner for the rest of your life. Chances are slim, but does it happen? Yes. Are there some relationships that are absolutely fantastic and so beautiful and they just look like they were meant to be and they're going to be together forever? Yes, but then the fake ideologies, no, the fake idealisms of we are going to stay together forever and this has to happen is sometimes not reality. A really good friend of mine told me this once. People are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Basically, being willing to make hard fucking decisions and walking away. And talking about the analogy that said um, about basically pushing. The thing is, yeah, people, I like the analogy what um, Pierre said, pushing the ball uphill or roll, or going downhill. Literally, we did this. What's the option? You can push shit uphill or you can go down the fucking beautiful fucking slippery slope that is good in the moment. It's like that instant gratification along the fuck, opposed to delayed gratification, which I've lived my whole life. And so has Pierre. And that's why we're in the position we are in. And... It pains me to see that he's like, oh, I'm just going to do this easy route now. But you know deep down, you can feel it when you're basically doing something and she's walking on you, but you're too scared to step up and say something because maybe your mom said, oh, you're being mean to women. You should not. You should never say no to a woman. You should never say no to a woman. Women are always right. Look, look what uh, you should always just listen to what they say. Happy wife, happy life. All good and well. The thing is, if you're giving all to the relationship, you're giving this love, care, affection, attention, and then she's reciprocating. But if she's not reciprocating in kind and she's giving you fucking attitude and bullshit, you nip that shit in the bud ASAP. You set that frame from day one. You do not fuck with me. And this is what we're going to teach you, Mark. Basically, you're not going to get fucked with anymore by any women because you're going to learn how to step up. Now, I'm a skinny fucking six foot four fucking hippie looking dude. And it's like really assuming, but it's like, do not mistake my kindness for weakness i'm going to say that again do not mistake my kindness for weakness and this is not something we're saying this because it's a podcast to give you context it's not like we walk around and go i'm dominant don't mistake my kindness for weakness oh i'm gonna fuck you up you don't need to say it. it comes across in your demeanor and the more she bends you the bends the bends the bends the bends Eventually, it's going to snap, and that's what happened. It got to snapping point, and sorry to say this, man, but I'm not sorry. I'm saying this to give you perspective so it doesn't happen again. It's no, it's, I'm not surprised at all that she was not having sex with you. A woman wants to have sex with a strong man who fucking puts her in her place when she needs to be and has the um, leadership in that direction. And the thing is, it count, sounds counterintuitive. Because you're like, man, I gave her fucking everything. I gave her my all. And the thing is, all of a sudden she walked over. I get that. It's so tough to hear. But really setting those strong boundaries, even though it might not feel good in the moment, and being really assertive and actually saying this is not cool when it's not cool, 
then that is when you're going to become across as a leader she wants to fuck and she can't um, stop having sex with you because she sees you're a man who's not afraid to step up and say what he wants and you let that go by the wayside and that's why things got really difficult in your marriage and if you're listening to this I'm probably going to save a guy or two here if you're a guy in this and you're with this woman you're having some difficulties in your relationship and you're thinking for a second hey hey let's have you say this to your partner hey babe i'm considering this let's have a kid to save the marriage if you're thinking about that do not fucking do it i repeat if your partner says let's have a kid to save this marriage do not fucking do it it's only going to cause you more stress and more headaches and more tension into a relationship and all you have to do is sit down and resolve that issue between the two of you but the thing is if she's losing respect for you if she, she's lost trust for you she's lost respect and you're not giving a good performance in the bedroom then of course she's not going to want to have sex with you she's going to lose all trust with you she's going to take the leadership role in the relationship she's going to quietly resent you and then when she quietly resents you what's going to happen she's going to switch off from you she's going to basically not be there with the sex and potentially she may cheat and she might start looking elsewhere and then what she's going to start doing is start getting her financial house in order and she's going to leave you before you've even realized this and this motherfucker not to mention she goes, I want to fucking break up. He put five years into this relationship, five years into the relationship extra, five or six years going, trying to make it work with someone who wasn't really trying with him. Now, I want to make it clear if there's any women listening to this. I'm not by any means bashing women. This is just purely a story about what happened with Mark in Australia. But... I just want to make it clear, it's not uncommon for this to happen. And is there some terrible fucking men out there? Of course. If there's some men who are really, really assholes men, of course there is. We're just like saying a story today to really articulate. So then men who are a bit softer in their relationships, they can't, they won't actually get walked over anymore. And they can start stepping up so they can start having fulfilling relationships. The reason that we've created this movement is so men and women win. We want you to share this with men. We want you to share this. If you're a woman listening to this, share this with a man. If you're if you're a man listening to this, share this with your colleague or your worker. Go go for a walk down the street. Put, plug in the headphones. Listen to us. We're giving out daily, daily, um, daily, uh, daily content. I was gonna say video, but we're giving out daily podcasts because we want you to fundamentally. We want men and women to have better meaningful relationships. We want them you to find your unique partner that works for you. We want you to find that click. And then by having a healthy relationship, by meeting that partner and knowing exactly what to do in the bedroom, so you're both satisfied. That's what we're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. That's what we're doing. I hope that comes across like that. Uh, and the thing is, it's not just gender specific going, men are this, women are that. We don't want to go down that debate. We just want men and women to communicate and have loving connections so then they can have deeper, meaningful sex. That's what we want. And that's what we are achieving when working with men, when they're coming to SQL. And the thing is, we would love you to apply to come on the retreat. And if you're a man who's really deeply resonating with this, all you have to do is check out andrewmayock.com and go apply because you know what? You might be thinking, well, I want some more value on this podcast. But the thing is, we want to change your life. And the thing is, no one else does the application process. 
apart from myself and Pierre, we sit there with you. We don't like um, send this off to someone overseas and they do like some sales call or some shit like that. We sit there because it's such an intimate process that we take six, only six men each month through so then you can have the most insane, mind-blowing experience so then you can have the, the relationship and then you can have the sex life that you've most always wanted. Most always wanted. That sounds kind of strange. But with Mark, I was just seeing how much that he did try for like six years. And he goes, that was the most hellish six years. And that was pretty much when the premature ejaculation started. And that was when he was like living in fucking so much anxiety about his sex life, not feeling good enough. Because I know a lot of men tie their sexuality to their self-esteem, tie their sexuality to the way they feel loved, tie their sexuality to who they fundamentally are as a man. And if you just feel constantly let down and your woman doesn't respect your manhood or just like is completely like giving you shit experiences in the bedroom, then what's going to happen is it's going to deteriorate you as a human being. I don't fucking want that. Anything else to say? Yeah, Pierre's really good in regards to what we have to say, but I just wanted to say we'll probably actually wrap this one up here today. I just want to say, Mark, I'm so looking forward to seeing you next year at the retreat. It is going to be an absolute honor to have you there. And all I'm saying, in the meantime, strap yourself in. We've got your back. All the people in the secret alumni have got your back and we're here to really support you and give you whatever you need. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And on this note, it is masculine. On a side note for a second, it is masculine to cry, to open up, to show these parts of who you are. And that's what we're getting men to do, to express parts of themselves that they've always expressed, that they've always suppressed express parts of themselves that they've been dying to show to the wider world, but they can't do. We are the voice for men so you can come to and have a chat with and really open up and get to know parts of yourself that you didn't even know existed. So you can talk to women the way you've always talked to, wanted to talk to. So then when you find that amazing person, you can have that deep connection. You know how to open up and you know how to get her to open up and you know how to have that really strong bond between the both of you so you can have epic sex. That's what I want for you. And women are starting to send us messages on a daily saying, saying thank you so much. If you know any good men in my area, please send them my way. So we're actually starting like a mini like dating service, not really, but just like starting to send men to these really incredible women who are reaching out going, I want some of the men that you're actually training. I want some of these guys who are going through the program because some guys just think this is a program, there's a retreat that we're literally just teaching you how to fuck. Yeah, you're gonna know how to fuck and all the good shit, but you're gonna fundamentally change as a human being as someone who stands up and gets what he wants out of life. And then if you're thinking you're not fulfilling your wife enough, we're gonna show you exactly how to sexually, sexually satisfy her like she's never been sexually satisfied before and get that desire and get that passion back in your relationship because that's what we're going to see and that passion will die maybe because you're so up in your mind and you can't get in your body and you can't connect with that human be um, being or you're like Mark and you go, you know what? I'm scared of speaking up. Enough is enough. I'm sick of men not being able to speak up. 
This is your time to speak up. This is your time to take charge. This is your time to show your sexual dominance in the bedroom and show that leadership that she has always wanted. And I can't wait to see you on the retreat, Mark, because this is your time to step the fuck up and never be in this position again. Because I don't want you to see you in 35 years time with similar um, positions. I've heard way too many men have one divorce, two divorces, three divorces, and end up with the same position with nothing to show for the love and care that they have in their heart, for everything that they bring to the table, for the human being they are. And Mark, you are a fucking incredible human being. And thank you for sharing your message. And thank you for all the people in the past who have shared their message with us. And thank you for all the people in the future who will share their message with us. Because this is a movement that is going to take on the world and we are taking, we are going to be talking to people. We're going to be taking on the world and it's going to be going one person at a time. So what you can do to really help this movement and this podcast is share it with absolutely everyone you know. And if you know a man who's in struggle and in need, who wants some perspective on sexuality and wants a deeper understanding of himself, please reach out to us. We will do whatever it takes, travel whatever distance to give our service of love. And that's a Martini quote. I'll do whatever it takes, travel whatever distance to give my service of love. And I was saying this quote actually back in the day a long time ago. And it happened. And I remember when the first guy came all the way from Canada to the retreat. He came all the way to Australia when I was running them in Australia. I was saying this like religiously. I'll do whatever it takes, travel whatever distance to give my service a love. No, that's what I said, sorry, about for like getting it shit done. So basically I did whatever it took to give my service of love. And that's why I did. I changed, con- I changed continent like Pierre did. But this changed continent left like some really awesome women in Australia, left my family and all my amazing friends to pursue this so I can give you this loving message. And so did Pierre. Pierre gave up so much to be here as well. And so we can literally change your life. That's how committed we are to getting this done. And then this was the quote I was saying in my mind. People pay whatever price, travel whatever distance to receive my service of love. And that's when I got my first first international client from Canada and bless his soul. And I can't wait to see him when he comes in a few months time. And this is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I can't wait to be part of this. And I can't wait for you to see more of the podcast coming out daily. Check out the Facebook group and also look on the website where you can buy some sex toys and you can start fulfilling your partner with some sex toys. And there's a lot of, there's a ton of free content on there as well. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Pierre and I are so appreciative of you listening. And Mark, we've got you back for the last time um, on this podcast. We're going to say this before we wrap it up. Thank you for opening your heart. And thank you for everyone who's going to get in contact with us and open your heart so we can really make you the man that you've always wanted to be. I'm pretty good. Pierre's good. So we're going to wrap it up with that and over and out.